Microphone check, one, two, what is this? It's the five foot seven assassin in the podcast business. I am your host, Rohan Patra, the rap music plug at your service. Here we are again at the end of the rap music plug podcast presented by QLC TV is the remedy to the I don't have anything good to listen to problem. Through in-depth album and song reviews, as well as artist interviews and general rap commentary sprinkled in between on all of what the mainstream and underground rap scenes have to offer, this is your one-stop shop to knowing what to add to your queue, play next, or pop into your record player. Welcome to the show. What is up, family? Today, I'm super excited to welcome a special guest to the show who, in my humble opinion, is creating some of the most honest hip-hop music out right now. Not only does he have like an alien-level control over his rapping delivery, uh, with lyrics that are somehow even more impressive, after dropping a few projects recently that I really was impressed by, and an upcoming album that's set to drop imminently with Ed Glorious, from Des Moines, Iowa, we welcome Teller Banks. How are you doing, man? Yo, what's going on? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I am doing fantastic. I'm I'm really excited to to chop it up with you. Been bumping your shit pretty often over the past few months. I would say that my first introduction to you though was uh your appearance on Sleep Sinatra and August Fanon's routes. I think that was that was a really fire, really fire Chemistry feature. Class. Yeah. 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 That's that's that yeah. that was hard. And honestly, like when I first heard it though, it's not like I didn't like your verse, but it just was so fresh. Like it was so like I've never heard someone rap like this and you can't really say that these days i've listened to enough hip-hop like usually you're like oh i can see xyz rapper he kind of sounds similar especially on like first impression and uh but for you i don't feel like i was ready and out of the distinct voices in the game i feel like yours is like right up there with the top so um this may be a dumb question but I'm not a rapper, so I'm hoping you can explain this to me. Hearing you talk now, like many other rappers, it's not like you don't sound at all like your rapping voice, but you obviously do things differently when you're rapping. You get into like higher inflections into some really next level shit. So when you first tried rapping in that in that inflection, like did you immediately think like, oh, that's ill? Or like basically my question is like, how does a rapper like you even think? to rap like this like plain and simple honestly like when i started i because you know i don't want to say i have like a bunch of different voices that i rap in but i have different like tones like i know my natural like tone of voice you know what i'm saying i would like keep my voices in um so for me it's like when i whenever i hear the beat like I, i try to match like my tone of voice like to that you know what I'm saying? And so I have different like ways that that just kind of works better for me. You know what I mean? And so like when I was recording, when I first would go to the studio, like 
you know, we talking about like 10 years ago when I was first going to the studio recording, I didn't really get that experimental. So I just rap everything the same way. And I realized like I was lacking a lot of, when I listen to my favorite rappers, you know what I'm saying? Like Lil Wayne, Andre 3000, Kendrick Lamar, even like Lupe Fiasco, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of charisma in their voice. And so I just realized that I had this, there's a, a performance element to it. You know what I mean? Even when you're in the studio, you got to perform your songs for real. And so as I became a better like performer, that's where I started developing more, you know, just better delivery, you know, vocally and my vocal performance really, um, became important to me like the way my voice sounds on a record is as important to me as the flow as the you know what i'm saying lyrics you yeah. know what i mean anything else with the with the song because if somebody if you listening you know what i'm saying if you don't like the voice it's a, it's done deal there's a lot of good rappers like i just don't like the voice and so yeah. it's like it's done for me you know what i mean or same thing with like the beat you know what i mean if you're hearing a beat and you don't like the the tone or the 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 keys that the, that the beat is in if that just don't really jive with you it don't matter how crazy the rapper is going on that song it's just not going to be something that like is for you if that's what you listen for you know what i mean so yeah that's kind of how i came upon my different voices it's just i experimented a lot i used to sing so i got a good like vocal range in general so mm-hmm. once i found my my spots it was like all right you know i just ran with it from there Man, that's that's interesting. You mentioned you sing, because that was also something that I caught pretty quickly with you. Is that you obviously have like a good singing voice. Whenever you do your like, I love this ad lib. Like your ao, that shit yeah. is. Whew, that's so fucking dope. It's always just like fucking. It gets my ears to perk up, but it adds like a soulful layer. But it shows that you have a pretty good handle of melody. Like, what was your background singing? Did you like classic? Uh, you know, I grew up in a church, man. So oh, I, I makes sense. In the choir. I played the saxophone growing up too. Um, so I played the saxophone for like shit, like 15 years. I was singing in the choir for a long time. And then um, you know, I was I got into spoken word poetry. And so I was doing spoken word. I kind of stopped, I stopped going to church for a while at that point. Um I wasn't really playing the saxophone no more. I was doing a lot of spoken word, but it was kind of like a frustrating scene for me because I just didn't really like jive with the, I didn't really get that, you know, with the, I don't want to say like the culture because like, you know, Slam Nuba, you know what I'm saying? We cut heads. That's my, like, them is still my people today. Like a lot of them people are still like friends of mine to this day. But the culture like around poetry, how it becomes kind of like, an exhibit you know what i'm saying it becomes like a performance anyway and it's so like it's almost like hard for me to sell poetry right so it's like i'm doing these competitions and it's like you know i'm bearing my soul and speaking about real shit and then i'm competing with somebody who is then might do like a goofy ass poem about like fucking some zombies that fell in love you know what i'm saying and this, the audience loves that they like that more than they liked my pain and suffering you know what i'm saying and so it's like it's a hard thing to like wrestle with in that arena where for me, musically, it's a lot easier for me to, to bear that part of me. You know what I'm saying? And like, not really have it met with a critical response, but have it be like judged on the merit of his musicality. You know what I'm saying? Versus, you know, 
obviously people are going to judge on this content, but for me, it was just an easier transition from trying to deal with that scene to just, I might as well, if I'm going to put on a show for people, let me put on a show for people, you know what I'm saying? And really give people what I'm good at. And it just naturally aligned because, you know, I, like I said, I know music pretty well. Um, so once I figured out how to start making beats and stuff, it was pretty much a wrap from there. Yeah, like it, it, I can definitely hear from your music that you really, you do have a good sense of what sounds good, like both in beat selection, again, like your your delivery and things like that. It comes through really, really clearly. And it's funny, you mentioned like the earlier about like the voice, uh, about how important the vo vocal tone is and like doesn't, that's like a huge part. It even reminds me of um, right now, Squid Game. I don't know if you've watched that shit, but it's like all the rage. Everybody's talking about this. I think it's I haven't, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it out uh, either, but I will eventually. But it's like Korean or Japanese. I'm, I don't apologize to whoever made that shit. I don't remember what culture, but either way, it's not English. And I was I was like seeing I was talking to my sister yesterday and she said she was trying to watch it on a dub, like an English dub version. And I was like, that shit, that's like a travesty. Like I watch a really? ton of Bollywood Indian cinema. I can't speak Hindi, unfortunately, but I'll never. I'll never like replace the voice of the actor with some random dude just sing talking the words in English. It's like the vocal tone is so key. It changes everything. It yeah. changes everything. It's so key. Like I really resonate. The only with acceptable dub, the only acceptable dub is Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> That's the only one that you can watch. You know what I'm saying? It dubbed in English. And I won't be like, you know what I'm saying? Come on, do, do yeah. better. Yeah. So you're also talking about like your influences you kind of mentioned, uh, which I definitely see like the Lil Wayne, the Andre 3K, Lupe too, and the, the spoken word. Like what were some of your influences and like, like how did they manifest in your music right now? Man, I grew up listening to a whole bunch of stuff, but like really what always like gravitated towards me, I had like a mixture of stuff, right? Depending on where I was at. So I had different stuff I listened to at home different stuff I listened to that not necessarily I couldn't listen to at home but like I was conscious of the fact that like you know certain type of stuff was allowed in my house and like wasn't necessarily allowed in my house if that makes sense mm -hmm. that you know so like when I was over with my cousins and stuff like that I listened to a lot of like you know old cash money juvenile bg turk you know what I'm saying um little john and the east side boys oh no limit like a lot of like early like club, you know what I'm saying? Records are just like, you know, more like gangster rap, more like hype, hard shit. When I was at home, I listened to a lot more like Neo Soul, like Common, The Roots, mm -hmm. Outkast, Eric Badu, Jill Scott, Floetry. And so like, it took me a while to even get into like different genres of music. I really only liked one style of like conscious rap. I was that kid that only listened to Common and Nas and I didn't even really like Jay-Z like that because I oh, didn't shit. like anything that was real superficial or I only like conscious black power rap mm -hmm. you know what I mean so that sound it took me a minute to gravitate to it but since I it was just it existed so much in the other half of my life that I started to gain an appreciation for it you know at once the more i got out the more i was living life the more i connected to it in different in you know the same ways that i could connect to other shit that was just more intellectual yeah you know everybody's not just like a philosopher like 
I think it's a, uh, Mike said it recently, but I think it's originally like a J-line talking shit about Nas. We was like, uh, you never lived it, you witnessed it from your folks past. Yeah, really, yeah, know, yeah, definitely. And so it's kind of like when I was still in that phase, like, you know, elementary school, middle school, where I'm still just a speculate, you know, I can just speculate on life. That's when I was like in my, you know, like back with J. Cole, like, I always laugh. I tell people like, you realize like, J. Cole is not that great of a rapper as soon as you move out your mom's house. Like, that <laughs> happens so for good. every person. Yo, know, that's kind of true, man. I even experienced that, to be honest. Yeah, so it's like, once you stop being just a pure, like, spectator on life and you start experiencing shit for real, that's when you realize what really connects with you. And uh, that's when I started really connecting with all kind of stuff. But when I started rapping, was kind of, like, in that middle phase. I had just jumped, like, out the, out. you know what I'm saying? They say jumped off course but i just jumped off the porch like for real when i first started rapping but i was still very much attached to like conscious message you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying don't talk about this don't talk about that only this that you know but so back to the influences right so i'll say like little wayne you know common uh andre 3000 kendrick lamar you know, all of them in different ways. You yeah, know what I'm definitely. Saying? And then like Young Thug for sure. Um, Kanye West, like a hundred percent. Um those would probably be I'll stop there. Those would probably be my biggest influences as far as like the ways that I create music. Just each one of those, I feel like you can find an element in my music that's like distinct. Like for like Kendrick, it's like the emotionality. That's when I started realizing like you gotta really feel whatever it is that you feel in like whatever that song is supposed to make people feel if you're not really feeling that when you record it it's not gonna translate so whether that's sad emotion happy emotion whether you turn it up you better be that turned up you better be as turned up as you want people to be in the club as you are when you record it you know what i mean so mm-hmm. that's what i kind of picked up from like kendrick with andre 3000 it was just about like being like potent or like poignant you know what i'm saying every verse that he has is like a message or like it's poignant even if it don't really sound that way even if it's just kind of fun mm-hmm. even if it's like like hey yeah it's like low-key deep still yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. definitely so like just finding ways to make shit translate to the common person without like sacrificing your like joy and creation because a lot of that comes from like you know impressing yourself so once you get to a certain level of shit and you just, the only way you can impress yourself, like you can either go the Eminem route, you know what I'm saying? Or it's kind of like almost too much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you can yeah. go like, you know, the other way where it's like Andre 3000, where it's like, you know, we might not get as much from him, but whenever he delivers something like it's like, yeah, he's, you can tell he's like very much attached to, you know what I'm saying? His work. Um, I feel like Lil Wayne just always had a good time. He just rapped, you know what I'm yeah. saying, just let it go. And uh, Young Thug really, like, for me, I have a problem, like, pronouncing certain stuff or, like, being a lot of the times, like, my enunciation isn't naturally that great. So when I rap, I sometimes I have to really focus on it. When I was first mm-hmm. rapping, I used to really focus a lot on enunciation, like, so much so that it was, like, a, a detriment to my natural, like, flow or, like, you know, just like rhythm or being in pocket, you know what I'm saying? So like realizing like people really rock with his music and can't even understand what he's saying half the time. 
you know what I'm saying? It was kind of freeing for me to be able to be like, okay, I can really like just rap from the heart, you know what I'm saying? Instead of from my head. And it's still going to translate, even if people can't always understand exactly what I'm saying. If they connect mm-hmm. with it on an emotional level, they'll go back and take the time to try to decipher it. Where if, mm-hmm. even if I'm rapping the most complex shit, people won't even take the time to decipher it if they don't connect with it. So. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. The fact that, uh, the fact that, yeah, it's, it, it's kind of coming to that realization that people listen to music. It's not like, it's not like a scientific analysis. Like you, you're listening to it some, and it all depends. I see the elements that you get from these artists as soon as you mention them. Like there's partially, sometimes you're listening, depending on the track, the content, the lyricism, the wordplay, but then other times, yeah, like a thug, it's like, it's just like how he just rock that shit and it's fucking it does something it's not like that's i find like people get really like uppity about that shit they're like oh he's not he isn't he's not talking about like racism or some political thing so now it's like lesser it's like it's different it just depends what you want that time and like there's something valuable in like how he can get you to feel something because you're still feeling something it's not like that fun is not a feeling it's a feeling it doesn't mean it's any less it's just different um and like living life seems to be like just like actually experiencing life seems to be a big way in which you kind of like developed your styles. Cause like that was one of the biggest things I, I got, I get from your music is like, you're like a chameleon, like true chameleon. Like people said that kind of thing about artists like Lil Wayne too, where it's just like out, you can rock any beat, you can rock some trap shit, some boom bap, some like minimal, like, and it's because I think like, throughout your kind of lived experiences you bring that perspective lyrically but then also like all these influences you were able to kind of like find what you liked and what you didn't like and what you do well and yeah that makes a lot of sense that's that's dope that's really dope I was hunting niggas, picking at the bounty, bounty, pick it up and quicker, pick it up and quick to hunt the pony, pick a nigga off, I can buy a heart and get a base up I'm a chemist dog, that's how I got involved I really did it off for seven to a ride seven Ay, ay um so i want to move to your first collab with ed glorious the grotesque and beautiful so this was my first like real introduction to your like your actual like a body of work and so ed glorious is someone that you obviously respect considering you've made that project and then your latest project that we'll get to um are both fully produced by him so why is ed such a a good collaborator for you and like what is it in an ed glorious beat that energizes you man it's crazy because i was trying to think about it the other day like how did i even connect with it i think uh one day he had posted some shit on instagram so like i'm pretty sure it was either sequence or prose one of them two cats that kind of like i linked with him through them or started following him on twitter like through them because they had done some work with him that I like and uh he had posted a beat I think on Instagram and I was like yo I need that and uh he just sent it to me and uh then he sent me a whole bunch of beats like for me like I'm a you know I'm in the studio like every day so I I like I need people that can match that and a lot of times it's hard for people to keep up with that or like keep me like my like creativity like supplied so he sent me like a whole, like it was probably like 30 beats the first time he sent me some beats. 
like I probably still I probably have like 300 beats in my in my uh folder right now from it you know what I'm saying like every time we make a project like we go through I probably went through at least like 200 beats just for uh yeah. the part and parcel you know what I'm saying so the the grotesque and beautiful was a little more like natural it was like every beat that I picked I like it was like the whole album is almost sequenced in the order of like when I opened the beats there might have been like a few, you know what I'm saying, joints that I skipped, but the first beat that I'm pretty sure that I did at his was uh was Suicide Hotline 3. And so oh, I man. did that maybe like a month before I really got into recording the rest of the project because I was still wrapping up and I'm always in the middle of other stuff. I record constantly. I got a bunch of projects that are always like in the works and okay. then I yeah. finish them up, you know what I'm saying, in different instances. So I did that one and I was like, okay, yeah, there's a chemistry here like he brings something different out of me like when i'm rapping you know what i'm saying so i ended up so i picked these beats out i'm kind of going through them i didn't really i don't really like to pick my beats out in advance so i played that first beat i rapped to it i liked it i kind of kept the photo on like ice until i was ready to like get into that and uh i ended up like tripping acid for the first time uh around that same time and uh I was like, yo, I got to like create, I got to make some music. Um, I was trying to produce, but it was just overwhelming for me to be trying to like do all that, pick all the instruments and stuff. I just mm -hmm. needed immediate like results. And so uh, I opened the second beat in the folder, I'm pretty sure. And it was for, it was exercise 19, the yeah. beat for that. And it, uh, yeah, I was trying to write. And uh, I, around the same time, like, you know, I don't know. It's just my cousin is always kind of on my mind. You know what I'm saying? And so that song just kind of like wrote itself. I didn't, I couldn't even really write it down all the way because I was too like, so I was, my mind was going too fast. So I just started recording. I ended up recording like five songs that night, just all like back to back. I was seeing the whole thing kind of like a movie. And so, yeah, that's kind of how the project just kind of came together. So really it was just like, he, his beats gave me like a, a weird, like familiar feeling. And so from that, like the whole idea of the grotesque and beautiful, it's like a microcosm of like, you know, the the neighborhood that I, I came up in, you know what I mean? And like what like made the people the way they are, you know what I'm saying? Or how the, that that environment works. It's kind of like an introduction to like the the uh you know, the world, you know what I'm saying? If you want to take it as like a you know, universe builder, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If it's the first part of like a trilogy per se, you know what I'm saying? This is where you kind of meet the, the you know, the I don't say cast yeah. characters, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because it's not really like that, you know what I mean? But this is where you get a feel for like my world, you know what I mean? I feel like it was very like, it gives you very much a sense of like, okay, like this is what makes, you know what I'm saying, this person tick, so like this whole area this is how this whole area runs be like watching a nature documentary you know what i'm saying it's like now you know how the rainforest work you know what i'm saying now you know how this work over here is you know what i'm saying from the grotesque beautiful but and glorious man he's just he's just nice honestly he's really good at what he does um and like he's just he needs to create as much as i need to create you know what i'm saying so even if I wasn't rapping on his beats, if nobody's rapping on his beats, he'd still be in there doing that because that's what makes him go. You know what I'm saying? The same way it's like, that's what makes me go. I have to be rapping. So mm -hmm. it just kind of works naturally.
Yeah, you're saying it's really natural, and that's it. Seems like you're. This is the second or third time now that I've spoken to an artist where it seems like whoever they're collaborating with, a big part is just like how they create in terms of the process. Like I, I was speaking with uh, Blood Blixing uh, yeah, some time ago. Yeah, I love that guy, and he's great. And a big reason, like as I ask him, like you obviously collaboration is a huge part of his work. It's like. How do you really go about like selecting these guys, working with them, choosing who to work with? He's like, honestly, like I create music like all the fucking time. So if they don't respond quick, like I just I need someone who's making music all the time so that I can make music all the time with them and we drop this shit. So it's like that's how I get he gets that natural connection is by just people kind of like create similarly, I guess you could say, in that way. Um just cool. And uh you're also like talking about the concept or the, yeah, like the approach to grotesque and beautiful. I, one thing I really liked about it was that it, it just seemed like you were really, it was really focused on giving perspective and like differing perspectives, conflicting perspectives on like different characters, I guess you could say in the, in the album or coming from yourself personally. And I really, I really fucked with that because like it was not black and white. Like that was like the number one takeaway. It's like, you're like on one hand you're acknowledging the good in people the good in like yourself but then other times you're like this person or myself we screwed up and you like you really wear that like you're not running away from it you're not like trying to rationalize you're just providing context and making it really real and i i think that was that was really really interesting like how i guess my question is like were these personal experiences or were they ref experiences where you're observing other people is that kind of how you built some of these narratives it's a mixture of both um it all comes from like really that album is like from my childhood and so like the the whole world is like basically like if you went back to you know what i'm saying my grandma's house in like the late 90s maybe early 2000s you know what i mean and just kind of like what was happening at that time and like it's kind of like a coming of age film, you know what I'm mm. saying? That like describes how like how boys become men where I'm from, you know what I'm saying? Or like that process or like what that is. And so, you know, there's a lot of different like things that happen and different factors that, that way and that are, you know what I'm saying? In place to, you know, you know, derail us in a way. And so part of it is like, you know, there's the internal. So, like, you know, you start off Suicide Highline 3, there's that internal conflict. Really, the first verse is like a mirror image between, like, right? So, it could be between, like, me and my cousin, right? Where, you know, he's in prison, and so he's looking at a certain type of thing reflected on his life in, a, in, in incarceration, right? And then the second perspective is somebody who's not in prison, but who's incarcerated by, you know what I'm saying, a loss or something yeah. else. But they're both it's kind of like a mirrored perspective. You know what I'm saying? If you looked at it, somebody in a cell looking at them in themselves in a mirror and somebody just in their bathroom looking at themselves in a the mirror, feeling the same feeling, you know what I'm saying? And so it's kind of like a reflection of, you know, my cousin got life in prison when he was 19 years old. And so when I was in 19 years old, I was in a very like dark place. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't necessarily in prison, but I was dealing with a lot of, you know what I'm saying, lost in grief. And so it was just kind of like thinking about that, you know, our perspective and just that dynamic between, you know, 
the relationship between somebody who's has who loves somebody who's incarcerated, right? And that feeling of you know how it affects everybody, not just the person who's incarcerated, but the rest of their family also is like you know what I'm saying grieving a loss from that as well. So there's a lot of different you know when I try to think about emotions, I attach them obviously because my lived experience I attach them to my own experiences, but I try to make them especially for this album, I tried to make it as relatable as possible. So I thought mm-hmm. of a lot of things, you know, by divorce, you know, just different things that all tied into that same feeling where it's like, you don't know exactly what drove that person to that place, but it, you know, it's real, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And it's relatable to anybody that's been there. And so, you know, I, you know, that's like suicide highline exercise 19 kind of my bad exercise 19 is that mirror dynamic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But Apex Predator then kind of like introduces where it's like, you know, when you think about like the hood, right? Even now, like fashion, you know what I'm saying? Comes from the hood. Best athletes come from the hood, really. Like, you know what I mean? All of the best stuff comes from the hood, but it's like, we got the least stuff. We're the most like the least caged in. It's like, when you think about animals like Apex Predator, it's the best animal in this environment. But it's also obviously like the most dangerous. Like a tiger is going to be held with a lot more caution and care than any other animal just because you know what a tiger is like capable of. So it's Mm kind of like, it just explains those dynamics and different things. A lot of it is like self, you know, internalized or self-fulfilling prophecies. You know, a lot of us as kids like grew up looking up to things that are like not good. A lot of our martyrs and like legends are like, you know, People like my cousin who like ended up, you know, unfortunately in the life sentence when he was 19. But like when I was a kid, that dude was the man. Even when he went to jail, it was still like that was almost something not not that I aspired to, but like 19 seemed like a long time. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, yo, he was really living though. You know what I mean? So it's like all of these weird things that factored into me and the people that are around me and the different ways in which our lives kind of like took place or like panned out you know what I mean and when you think about like for me it was just examining examining and like realizing like how did I get here in my mind like what actually made me function and tick this way why am I the way that I am Mm -hmm. why do I respond to things the way I respond to things my instincts like you know what I mean like it's like a nature thing like that's where the title kind of comes from like nature is the grotesque beautiful but nature is perfect you know what I'm saying? Everything in nature handles itself perfectly. You know what I mean? Even if it's ugly, like, you know what I'm saying? Lions got to eat antelope to survive and it's nasty as hell. They don't really show you the aftermath of, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's non-discovery channel. It's bloody and gross. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody out there cleaning it up. Mm-hmm. They ain't got thumbs. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it goes away over time, but like, it's still beautiful when you gaze upon it. Like, you have no idea how many like terrible things are really happening out there, but the same thing with the hood there's love that you'll never experience anywhere else besides there but there's also trauma and like pain that you'll never experience anywhere else outside of there so you know that is really eloquent the way you put that and i i think uh you're also like this album and the way you describe it now it shows something that i think you're really good at that even like because i think there's rappers out there uh that are like have like a lot of perspective they're like very knowledgeable like you are they have lived things that are interesting that could lead to being interesting to uh to listeners uh whether it was good things or bad things but 
not every rapper knows like what to put in the song, like that details, the questions to ask themselves to then put in the song that I think you really do a great job of is that you like actually you communicate a story that could be the exact same someone else's, but the way you say it, the details you include, like about like what they were thinking, the struggle they're going through internally, it just, I find it so much more captivating. Like I get like, like whether it's like, I don't know why they're, they got into the situation, like you said earlier, but like you feel everything. So like, clearly I find it's really special. Like that's one of your best traits. I think is like, you know, what details to put, what, how to say certain things, whereas other artists, they could have a similar story, but they just say it in a drab or non emotional way where it's like, okay, that sounds shitty, but I don't like, I'm not drawn into it, you know? Yeah. Thank yeah, you. I appreciate no, that. No, and that that's really I really like how you do that. Um and you know you you mentioned that which it it, it cl- kind of confirms something that's like really clear in your music I find is that you said you you grew up in a church like that's a big part of your your upbringing. And on this album and your music generally your lyrics feature a ton of like religious spiritual imagery related to demons, god, like those kinds of topics. So how important is spirituality to your music? And, and why do you think like you gravitate towards incorporating these themes in your lyrics? Yeah. I mean, my music and my spirituality is like one and the same. You know what I'm saying? They really like my spiritual journey began at the same time as my musical journey. You know what I'm saying? Uncovering who I am, diving into my, my own family history, my past, my path and like really you know, the things that I practice now, you know what I'm saying, was all spawned around the same time that I started rapping and, and recording. And so, you know, as I got into, you know, the spirituality and things that I practice now and, you know, just meditation and, you know, a lot of different everything really that I'm that I'm into, you know, today. And not to say that I'm like a totally new person, but just as I really found myself, you know what I mean, or uncovered what these things were that were calling to me. Um, it was all in the same process. You know, the only thing was, is I always had music. I just had never rapped like that. You know what I mean? So it all started attaching itself to me. And as it, as like, you know, my music is really a spiritual exercise. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the time, like, well, I won't, I, I won't go there, but a lot of the time, like, you know, my, my music is very much, it, 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 it is, comes from a higher place for me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's not necessarily, it's something I feel like I was like called to do. And, and the reason why, like, you know, I'm able to do it well in a way, you know? Um, but yeah, it's important for me to be, because I know that I'm more adept as a vessel, you know what I'm saying, for certain things to to do that. You know what I'm saying? The spiritual work that I that I do when I'm actually like rapping and expressing these like feelings and emotions, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, for people that can't necessarily express that for themselves. And so, you know, I feel like every, you know what I'm saying, every emotion, like I, every music's existed right since we've been around like yeah even before we can record it or save it you know what i'm saying people was making music and dancing and doing stuff before there was even a need to like entertain like that there was a need to like reprieve you know what i'm saying or like 
to make yeah, it's like to like better. express to to release yeah there's something that needs to happen you know what i'm saying and so it's like if you are like gifted in those ways you know what i mean then it's your calling to be able to do that for other people that's your work you know what i'm saying that's how i exercise you know what i'm saying the demons for other people is being able to express emotions that they don't know how to put the words to so that they can hear it and understand really what they are feeling already you know what i'm saying and put words to it and then begin to gain some understanding and then start to, you know what I'm saying, either come up with solutions or even if you don't need a solution, even if you just need a, a relatable, like, damn, like, yeah, I feel just like, like that's exactly how I feel right now. And that's, you know what I'm saying? I felt that like everybody has music like that. You know, mm-hmm. I think music serves a lot of different purposes. Sometimes I do just want to turn up and have fun. Sometimes I need to listen to stuff to like, think sometimes i do like hearing stuff that makes me think like damn or like reminds me of experiences that i've had so like you know what i mean gives me that feeling so yeah for me that's a very much like a spiritual encounter you know what i mean Uh, even if you don't believe necessarily as deeply in spirituality as i do like i feel like there is something you know what i'm saying inherently spiritual about all music you know and so yeah it's definitely very spiritual experience. No, I, I like the way you're putting that for sure. And uh, the the feeling, the feelings of like the spirituality and just like the intense nature of some of like the songs and like the, the energy that you're putting out, whether it's like, yeah, it can be really dark or it can be very like, just like introspective. I got that the most on the pen for whom the sword moves. And my opinion, that's actually like, I'm not counting your latest album. Like you were, gracious enough to give me an early list and i've only heard it a couple times so i'm not gonna put that there but this is my favorite thing you've done like this is i played this like 10 20 times i feel like over the past like month like i've just been like something has really clicked with me with this one and um the, the main reason is that there's such a drama and urgency that is so visceral in your music again but this one i find it comes through the most like it like transports me into situations where it feels like I'm in the thick of it. Like I'm in this life or death potentially situation, whether it's like physically, like there's something harm physical or it's like a mental life or death where it's just like, it's so gut wrenching, intimate to the point where it almost feels like with some music and with yours, I feel like sometimes it's like almost like I feel like an intruder where it's like, damn, like, should I be hearing this? Like, is this like it's like reading a diary almost it's like oh like i i seems too real like i feel like i shouldn't have heard that that felt like harsh you know but it's strikingly honest and i i think like um a lot of ideas of growth is what i get from your music because again like you you can be really hard on yourself like be really harsh with yourself and relieve some truths but i think it always comes from this lens of like even just the idea of like admitting that I feel like is growth, like to acknowledge that with real, like real truth and honesty, I feel like is growth. So like, how does it feel bearing your soul like this in your music as it relates to it being like maybe therapeutic and how do you feel like you've grown in recent years? Man, I've grown a lot. That's why I like, it's kind of like funny, like how metaphorically the same thing happened to me, like spiritually, like kind of later in life, you know what I mean? Where it's like, I had a, crazy i had a crazy growth spurt after i graduated high school like i went from probably like i probably graduated I was like five eight and then that summer i grew to being like six two damn you know what i'm saying like on some wild shit yeah and then so kind of the same thing happened to me like 
you know, in the aftermath of, I don't want to say like in the aftermath of my divorce, but like a few years after that is kind of where I really like found like, you know, my calm or started kind of like challenging things that I just always kind of accepted as like fact or like mm-hmm. accepted as like parts of myself, you know, and realizing like actually I can heal and change and fix any part of myself or grow really any part of myself, like from a, you know, spiritual level or from a psychological or mental level, right? If I work at it, you know what I mean? And that, that, on that realm, any like amount of growth is possible, even if your physical growth is done, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah, it's just, for me, like, you know, especially like in my music, you know, I feel like it's important and like, you know, for like, for like, the people who aren't like perfect right I feel like there's like a crowd you know what I'm saying where it's you know to be able to do certain work like it's like a certain people like in the experiences you know that I had in trying mm-hmm. to do like you know work with kids and charitable you know what I'm saying things um you know people from where I'm from don't necessarily like get accepted in those circles yeah even though the circles are all about them you know what I'm saying even in like you know our own community you know what I mean the outreach is like you know the people who are like serving you know what I'm saying the houseless community for the most part would like not be kicking it with them like that mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying they're not of that same like creed and culture and so I feel like it's important for like somebody like me right who is now like you know I feel like has reached a certain level of success that I didn't think was possible for you know what I'm saying someone like me especially the way that I that I did it you know mm-hmm. um it's important for them to see that like I didn't make it here being perfect. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, there's other people who preach the same messages who like don't connect with them because they don't feel like they are, they don't relate to that. Or they don't feel like they were even, they don't have the opportunity to be that because, you know, you were born in a different place than them. So yeah. like, or, you know what I mean? Or physically or metaphorically. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, for me, it's like, I could connect to people who might not be able to connect to somebody who's like, you know, looked at as like a good person, you know what I'm saying? But I'm like, you can be, you know what I'm saying? What the world is going to like look at as like, or demonize or like shun or give the cold shoulder. But it's like, it's more about like your like actions and work actually on the earth or like, you can look at stuff and say, you know, the stuff that I did actually in my past was bad. Like some of it was bad, even if I had to do it or even if I was put in bad positions and had to choose between bad and worse, you know what I'm saying? It was still between bad and worse. I'm not going to flip myself and believe that like, you know, I had to do those things. And if I have opportunity to not anymore, then like, that's the path that, you know what I mean? I'm going to get on. I understand that people have certain circumstances and things, but you know, it's like you said, it's important to like acknowledge that it's like a wound. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? If you don't ever acknowledge that something is hard to treat it. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? You can't treat it. And then it's just gonna be a deficiency. You know what I'm saying? For the rest of your life, you had a you're gonna have a bad leg or a bad arm or a bad something, you know, and that translates to the rest of your body because everything needs to function, you know what I'm saying, in accordance for everything to work right. So yeah, I just feel like it's important, you know, even if I gotta like not necessarily mask it, but it's like, you know, I'm I'm entertaining people. And so it's like, you know, the pen for whom the sword moves feels kind of like a, like a, 
kind of like a, a thriller, like action movie, right? You feel like you're like, like Metal Gear Solid. You feel like you're on a mission, like sneaking through enemy territory, like doing the most. And it's like, that's kind of, that's how I feel. That's how I felt physically at times and stuff that I've done in my life. And that's how I felt mentally at times trying to navigate circles that I've been in, mm-hmm. whether it's navigating the underworld, being a good person with a good heart and, and conscience. It was like really intelligent, you know what I'm saying? And having to like circumvent those things to be able to survive like certain environments, right? Yeah. And then having to go meet with, you know, suits and do business stuff. And you're like, but I'm actually like, you know, of this, you know what I mean? A different place and kind of yeah. having to keep that under wraps because if any, you know, not necessarily if people figure it out what you're really doing there, then it's over. You know what I mean? Uh, any false move can be the end. You know, that's like a feeling that a lot of people have. So it doesn't always translate itself into doing some of the crazy shit that I've done in my life. But everybody has felt like that and trying to navigate just like, you know, being black, trying to navigate working in the office building feel like being a secret agent sometimes because it's like you don't want to be your true self mm-hmm. ever because that's not necessarily the a luxury that a lot of black people have you yeah. know outside of their own home or any people of color really you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so but yeah so no i think that i think that translated that's like the high stakes nature of the album it really feels like you're in the moment and it's it's really like draws you in really quickly and like the quotables too like i think that like also the pen part of that title, like the pen, the pen fucking rose with that fucking album. Like there's like, I was, uh, yeah, I don't know remember what the track was, but like, I literally was like, damn, that's like the sickest quotable. And I paused it. I wrote it down. Cause I was going to tweet it or some shit. And then like the next line, I was like, oh, that one, that one's better. <laughs> oh no, that one, that one's better. It's like, I really, really like that album. Yeah. Your crib missing a couple stories. I'm in need of a sequel. Can't perceive us as equals. I flew too close with them eagles. Could have gone slow for the Beatles. I'm beating dead pair of horses. I'm fortunate. I'm on Porsche's been grown so disproportionate. Never forcing it. And and one part of the album is that it's actually produced entirely by yourself. So, like, how did how does it differ when you're making an album where you're actually doing both the rapping and the producing? Is it like a different vibe? Do you get into like a different like mindset when you're doing that? Yeah, it's harder for me to write to my own, uh, to my own stuff. Really? It is like, uh, yeah, that's usually how I pick producers, like when producers, so like, yeah, I, I don't really work with a lot of producers, you know, but I've worked with like uh, Farmer Beats, um, you know, I've done Black Knight is like frequent collaborator. Me and him have done already uh, two albums. We've got a third coming up. Um, so we did, or actually three already. So we did Hellfire Brimstones like early, early. You know what I'm saying? Um, the True and Living came out probably like 2018. It's pretty good rapping, but mixes ain't that great. I still wasn't really in my bag like I am now. The Called and Chosen was kind of like my foot in the door as far as like making a no- making some noise in the underground scene and getting some real press and some real acknowledgement, things like that. Um, but in every scenario, it's kind of like, Whoever can get my pen going the first, whoever can get my brain thinking about rapping like immediately. Mm-hmm. And so it's harder to do that when you know every piece of the song, right? Because it's not a surprise. It's not like it doesn't inspire like brand new thought when you hear it because you've been working on it or you've been like doing it. And so when I'm rapping on my own beats, it's kind of like, I don't want to say it's less fun, but it's more of like, it feels more like homework. It feels more like a process. That's why my, you know, 
not that they're not as cinematic, but like my self-produced albums are very like cinematic. That's why they're typically named after like movies. You know, if you look at some of my other titles, like on Bandcamp, a lot of my stuff would be named after movies, stuff like the old way and the old yay. But a lot of my stuff ties back to movies because when I'm producing an album, it kind of feels like that. It kind of feels like I'm putting a movie together. Does it feel like more life. meticulous? Like it feels more calculated? Because yeah. I can even tell that in the songs, like that's what I mean, where it's like, it's super, I feel like the detail on everything was like higher than anything yeah. I'd heard from you. Yeah, it's a lot more like, I don't know. And a lot of my self-produced projects are just kind of more gritty. They're more, you know, they're less like from a bird's eye view and more like from a third for like first person perspective. Mm -hmm. I feel yeah. that exactly. Yeah, I, see well, what you I mean. feel like the grotesque and beautiful is like, if it was a video game, it's like Grand Theft Auto. Then for whom the sword moves is kind of like more like, you know, first person perspective or like, you know intimate like you know it's kind of like if there's jump scares in a video game you know what i mean that's yeah yeah more, you gotta navigate it or not really knowing what's going on all the way around you you can only see you know what i'm saying what's what i'm giving you to see if that makes sense mm -hmm. um that's dope yeah, yeah I, I definitely see that that difference in how they both felt between like a grotesque and uh and uh, the pen for sure and i'm a lot more critical of them so i sit on them for a long time like i hold on to them like even when i even when i did the pen for whom the sword moves originally on Bandcamp, like some of them songs i had had for not necessarily a long time but it took me a while to put it all together mm. like you it's know, a longer process that. then yeah whereas like you know the part and parcel, I spent a lot of time kind of like figuring out the release and the strategy and the imagery. And, you know, I spent more time, I guess I took a lot more time recording this one than I do usually. But usually when I'm doing projects with other producers, I, I record it in like a week. It's done like fast because mm -hmm. the hard part is over. All I got to do is really like rap on it and then either mix it myself or have somebody else mix it so yeah. like you know even like the project the ep that i dropped with jod this year that was like just a day you know what i'm saying for sure. songs, and it's just like he sent me songs and it was like you know i rapped them it took a long time for it to come out we had sat on it for like a year i got another project with Catman that we probably have been sitting on for like over a year and some change but I wrapped it. It took me probably like a few, every, you know what I'm saying? As soon as he sent me the beats, I probably had a project back for him in like a week or two. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, I still have self-produced projects right now from 2019 that like aren't out yet that I'm going to release, but I'm just, cha I change different things in the mix. I think more about, okay, I changed the, the sequencing or even yeah. I'm still adding songs to it or I'm like figuring it out more as it like goes along. Whereas when I get other beats, come, you know, it's like building stuff. Somebody mm -hmm. else gives me a blueprint and I'll just build it real quick. But yeah. this one, I kind of architect the whole thing. I got to design it from the ground up. How do mm -hmm. I really want it to, you know what I'm saying? Look. Yeah. So. All right. Well, let's get into the part and parcel now. Cause that's like, obviously the hype for this has been building. Like you're saying, you're talking about like how you strategize the release of it. Like I definitely see that. Like you released that, um, that sick ass uh, video and single for I think definitely one of the standout tracks 
on the the album for sure and so i want to get some nuggets from you if possible about like uh what to expect from this record for those that are eagerly waiting for it so first question is like is this supposed to be a sequel in any sort of sense to grotesque and the beautiful and to add on to that like how does it generally differ from the previous ed glory's collaboration um it definitely is a sequel yeah it's definitely a sequel it's the second part in the trilogy so there'll be a third one. Ooh, nice you know? um but yeah this one is just like a little more like i feel like it's not necessarily lighter but it's a little more triumphant whereas I don't want to say the grotesque and beautiful didn't really have like a, it took you a lot of places, you know what I mean? Whereas this one is a little more linear. I agree. Know? Totally. Yeah. It's a little more linear. It kind of gets you to like, you know, you kind of go from a point A to a point B. There's a lot of ups and there's some ups and downs like in that sequence, but you can definitely like, you know, map it out. This one's a lot more personal. I feel like it's, it's more, it's all, it's all, one perspective you know what i'm saying this whole album for the most part is you know what i'm saying one perspective um it's just mostly about a feeling i think people who you know are familiar with a lot of my work um are gonna have like it's gonna feel different you know um just because of the tone i don't think people have really heard like this type of tone for me um in what sense of the tone is different it's just a little lighter you know what I mean? It's not so heavy. It's not so dark. It's a little more like light at the end of the tunnel-ish. Yeah. Uh, or like, you know, it's less like matter of fact, cold, like, you know, not necessarily that my delivery is cold in a an emotional way, but it's cold in like a factual way. Whereas this one is more like a, you know, I feel good about the places that I'm in. You know what I mean? There's a few dark records on there, but for the most part, I feel like the tone and just even my delivery and the way that I'm rapping is a lot less fixated on the like upfrontness of the lyricism, if that makes sense. A lot of the lyricism is kind of like tucked off in there and it's kind of like more about a mood and like a feeling than mm-hmm. anything, you know? Um, I definitely feel like I, I, there's a lot of like bars that are in there. I feel like it, it'll take people like listens to really understand like, the depth of the lyricism in a lot of the ways or like even just how like complex some of the simple, you know what I mean? Like rhymes are when you really think about them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wanted to make something that, that I feel like would connect to a lot of different people. Like, you know, I, I was thinking more about like, you know, when I'm, when I'm collaborating with Ed, like the picture or crucial point of it is kind of like, I think about my grandma's house. And so even when I was doing the photo shoot for that ended up being the album cover, um, part of it was to recreate like a photo that my grandpa had where he's sitting on the back of his car. Not the one that I ended up using for the album cover, but just a different one in general. And so it was kind of like, I went through probably like seven or eight photo shoots trying to think of what the album cover was going to be or how, how, what the part, what the part and parcel really meant. Mm Because the name kind of came to me just, you know, it manifested itself really. And I didn't really understand it, but I knew it was it was perfect. You know what I mean? And so I, I looked up the definition and I was thinking more about it. I, you know, I kind of approached that like like a pastor would like a sermon, you know. So like 
the phrase comes to me or whatever it is comes to me and I kind of think about it and how it all like ties together. And it's like, okay, like part and parcel by definition is like the key or integral like piece. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think about like, okay, what is that? It's like, all right, the key and integral piece to like me, to like life, to like, what is that? You know what I mean? And so it was kind of like diving in the question and those questions kind of like the songs kind of like were born out of that that makes sense in a natural way like it just kind of happened like that and I didn't mm-hmm. even really understand it all the way until like probably like last week just in the process of like mixing it really where I really like thought about it and I looked at all the pictures and really thought about it and I was like okay I understand exactly where everything in this came from it's just like I'm a little bit older. It's, it's from the same place as the grotesque and beautiful. It's just now it's follow up. It's more zoned in. It's focused on one person. I'm a little older mm-hmm. now. You know what I mean? I'm feeling a little bit more things. I have more responsibility in myself now. It's not necessarily like the environment is shaping me as much as I'm shaping the environment. Um, so, yeah, it's just kind of like a, you know, a question about, you know, who are you going to be? You know what I mean? Now that you know where you're at, like, yeah. Or you, you know what I'm saying? Where are you going to make yourself? And that's kind of like the choices that you make, you know, that's the key and integral piece of everything that you become. So, yeah, that, that's amazing the way you put that. And again, just off a couple of listens, but I felt the focusedness of like the focused nature of the album came across like immediately that it, uh, and it makes sense because the way you're describing it, like if, if that's about if the previous was about, nature you kind of have to like you said introduce the cast of characters quote unquote like it has to be kind of have a bit more a bit less of focus naturally because you're kind of covering different things but you're more zoned in and i can see that and it and i think it even shows up in the the production too it's all like more consistent like in feel but it still has some variety but like the triumphantness the the lightness is there. It's not as like brooding and brutally dark at, at times, which I like definitely yeah. in contrast to the, the pen for sure. Yeah. So it's like, if I had to think about it on like a scale, you know, the first album is like a whole neighborhood, right? Whereas this one is, is reduced now to just like an address. Yeah. You know, it's like a, a house, different rooms in the house. house, front yard, backyard different times a year maybe different things going on different moods and feelings but all very much the same set you know what i mean yeah that that's great the way you said that and uh one other reason why i was really excited to hear this album too was just a specific tweet that you made i think it was to me i think it was it was in some kind of thread in reference to this new album um that your rapping was way better on this album than what I think I was talking about, which was the grotesque and beautiful. So tell me how you go about improving your craft rapping wise and how specifically do you think you've improved as a rapper on this, on this record? Um, honestly, just like connecting, you know what I mean? There's a few songs where I feel like, you know, there's like one song where I really went like, I tried to like go, you know, kind of like flashy, a uh, lyric lyricism or whatever, you know, uh, the prodigal son i feel like it was one where i really tried to like kind of flex my chops like a little bit but honestly i feel like the way that i improved in that was like just by being more concise mm-hmm. you know i feel like i've said a lot more in this album by saying like way less 
you know, the each each word is kind of like each phrase or each thing kind of is potent on its own. Like you said, you can kind of break down the phrases. Like if you look at every like, this is the most I've ever written an album. You know what I mean? A lot of my songs are more like I write like, you know, I don't want to say like things, but I think of phrases or I think of concepts and I write them down, you know, just like a phrase or two or like words that like I think are funny or like work funny together. Mm -hmm. Right. And then so from there, it's like when I start listening to beats and stuff, I start thinking the rap so fast. A lot of the times, like half of it is written down, like I write down certain words or certain bars and then I just kind of start going and filling them in. And I don't necessarily like to punch in, but I do record a lot of takes and stuff just because I kind of, you know, figure myself out as I'm going. Whereas this album is probably the first time I have every song written down in my phone or somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Um, just because I wasn't in the studio that much. I was out. I was busy as hell, like running around, like dealing with a lot of stuff. And, you know, my notepad was like my resting spot. You know what I'm saying? It was like, it was like I was writing letters back home in a way. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's how a lot of this album kind of came together. And so when I felt like I was rapping like my best, it isn't even necessarily because I feel like, you know, if you want to talk about like lyrics, that that's so speculative. You know what I'm saying? When you talk about like lyricism, right? Mm-hmm. When you think of like, you know, Eminem is an elite lyricist and like so is Earl Sweatshirt. Like that, that doesn't sound right. You know what I'm saying? When you think about stylistically and how two people rap, you know, and even people would say, like, you know, if Earl Sweatshirt is a better rapper now than he was then, or and people say the opposite. And people do say the opposite, yeah. But in the ability that I feel like I'm able to really like translate what it is that I'm saying, and like I feel like this one is like it's still coded. Like if you know the things that I know and you're from like different things that I, you know, know in life, whether that be, you know, from a spiritual standpoint, from a, you know, fraternal, you know what I mean, standpoint, from a just lifestyle and general standpoint, you know what I mean? Like, you'll get it at a deeper level. But even if you have no understanding of that, and you never don't know me from a can of paint or that about where I'm from or none of that, it still reaches you and touches you in a simple, in a simplistic way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The same way that like, you know, people look at Lupe's discography and think, oh, man, what is his most lyrical, like, greatest piece of work? You know what I mean? My favorite Lupe song is Theme Music to a Drive-By, right? That's, like, one of my favorite verses of all it's time. Both of them. Yeah, amazing. But if you really think about it, his best song is always going to be Kick Push. It's about riding a fucking skateboard. You know what I'm saying? It's about more than that. Mm-hmm. But even if you've never delved into the lyrics at all, you can hear it and listen to it in a passive sense and be like, yep, get pushed. Like, I get it. Ride yeah. fuck the skateboard, man. Move along. Yeah. But it's so much deeper than that. If you really, you could break that song down, write essays about it. And it's like, but it's, there's something about that that's like impressive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you're able to take, obviously, like I have a vast knowledge of a lot of things that are not that accessible to like just the average person. You know what I'm saying? So being able to take that and package it into something that is very accessible to the average person, for me, felt very like triumphant. And so that's why I felt like it was my best rapping. Because for me, it challenged me the most. All of that other rapping flash and shit, I could rap for five minutes straight, fast as hell. Like all of that. Anytime yeah. I want to, I could just put words together. Putting together a narrative, you know what I'm saying? I'm really putting together a feeling, putting together something that you're going to see when you hear it. It's like, 
yeah yeah the, yeah the album feels tighter like i think it's um i think it's the short it's shorter than grotesque and beautiful by like almost 10 minutes or so right yeah like yeah. It, it feels like a tighter package it feels like every piece of like space in the music and in the songs are like yeah it's more like curated more like carefully put together which i i definitely see what you're talking about there the grotesque and beautiful was like a vanity project like it was for me and then i released it you know what i'm saying but like as i'm growing more as an artist and realizing that something i think every artist need to realize or every person right that's in any type of like entertainment is like you know, there is a there is an inherent compromise that comes with that. So all artists are like very uncompromising in their art and don't want to like bend or mold or nothing. But it's like you're providing a service. And so at the end of the day, inherently, you do have to ask yourself, like, OK, what do people want? You know what I mean? Like, And people want different things. Sometimes people do want to feel like a little afraid. Sometimes people do want to feel on edge. Some people do really like the pen for whom the sword moves. But some people don't want to feel that. Some people just are driving to work and they want to relax. You know what I mean? They don't want to listen intensely about like tense situations. And so they just want to have a feel good song like, you know, like Genesis or like uh, or like Moses, you know, or even like, you know, Amos or some of the other songs where it's just kind of more relaxed, it's more chill. Mm -hmm. and, even if, and it's like if you're somebody that listens to lyrics and, and that's what you listen to music for, you'll connect with it because I am really rapping good. If you yeah. break it down, there's somebody who wants to break it down and listen to the stuff that I'm actually doing in the songs. Like it's impressive. You know what I'm saying? But even if you don't at all, the vibe is there. You yeah, know what I'm saying? The, vibe's the, voice, there for like, sure. the voice sounds nice. You don't have to know nothing about what I'm talking about to just like rock out with it. And so it was kind of like that inherent, like I have to think like, what do people want? It's like, people want to feel good. Like people want to feel like it's going to be okay. You know what I mean? And so that's ultimately like what the album was about is that like, even in some of the like, even in like phases, that's kind of like a darker song. It still has like a like, we're gonna be okay kind of feel to it. That's why I sandwiched in between like what I feel like are the two best feel good records. Mm. That's kind of how life is for me. You know what I'm saying? It's just like you're gonna go, you're gonna feel your best either before the worst or after the worst because it's all about perspective. You know what I mean? Because when you think about it, right? So you're gonna be doing good, right? When you hit that valley. When you're looking back, you feel great. Oh, I was just up there. Like, of course, it feels great. I was mm -hmm. just up there. You know what I'm saying? It's all about perspective. Even if up there wasn't that great, it feels way better than where you're at now. Yeah. And then when you get over that, you might just get up back to that same level. You can feel way higher, though. Because now you experience that low. You know what I'm saying? Went up there. So it's like, that's kind of the same concept with the way that the album is kind of like paced and kind of moves. You know what I mean? But yeah, so it's kind of like a compromise. And like, okay, what do I want to make? And also, like, what do people actually, like, want? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And it's kind of like, okay, like, walking that line, you know, and without really, without necessarily compromising my art. You know what I mean? But compromising what it is that, like, how the medium, that makes yeah. sense. You know what I mean? Where it's like, okay, like, all right, maybe paper painting is out now, so I'm doing NFTs. Or, like, you know, I used to, do the print for magazines but now i do graphic designing you know what i mean it's like i'm still doing my thing but it's like all right i gotta find a way to adapt and you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. make actually make people happy because at the end of the day i made a decision that i want to sell music to people so yeah people do people need to want to have to buy it you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. yeah that's a really interesting like kind of just general thought about because i know like people really value being uncompromising but there is a compromise to being 
uncompromising you know so um yeah that's a that's a really interesting thought like i don't even i haven't really thought about it like that so that that's really interesting um i want to uh so i honestly this has been this has been great like i really like the insight and like the the kind of pictures that you've painted around these albums that i hope like anybody listening whether you've already listened and you look forward to re-listening with this kind of perspective or if you've never heard of teller banks's music before like check this shit out and like hearing the thought that goes into all of this like i hope i hope you guys really get something from it and uh i want to end this convo by just asking first if you can because i know the album's dropping soon if you can say when it's dropping specifically if not just that's cool and then anything else you have planned in the future because it seems like you got a bunch of work in the works man so i honestly can't say it's not really in my hands right now when the album drops which is mm-hmm. the crazy thing um i just got some stuff shaking out and it's like it's better for me to you know hold them close to the chest right now i don't really all good. Give, all good. i really want to give too much um information to anybody really about when the album dropping. It is gonna drop soon though. Everything yeah. is in in the works, all the masters and everything is up. It's just, you know, figuring out really what's the best uh move for this album. I'm always thinking kind of like ahead, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but I got a lot of projects coming out. I got a couple self-produced projects. Um I like making a lot of different kind of music. So I got a lot of different kind of sounds that are coming out. Um if you follow me on, depending on where you get my music from, you know, different sides of me. So it's like, if you a band camp strictly, then you kind of have a different like vibe of what my music is versus people who know me on like Apple music or Spotify and stuff. I, there's more of a variety on my streaming, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So some of these projects, you know, might take some people by like surprise, but I got a lot of different stuff coming out. Um, I got at least like, you know, eight nine albums that are kind of sitting just waiting you know what i mean kind of to go and i'm still making new stuff every day um big one i'll probably plug like my next big album i'll probably do is uh the follow-up to the called and chosen with black knight nice. the product story it's about halfway recorded um i got some pretty good features on there uh oh man i came at shoes hopped on there so far i got my man uncle john on there um I got a few other features that I'm that are that are on there, and I got a few more that are like in the works. Um, but yeah, that one's gonna be really good. That one's more like if I had to give you like a theme of that one, because the stuff with me and Black Knight takes place in like a different universe. You know what I'm saying? It's all still relative, but it's it's just it's bigger. You know what I'm saying? It's more explosive. It's like you know, this is more like. You know, if they gave Dolomite a real a real budget, <laughs> the pride and glory is like Dolomite with a real budget. You know what I'm saying? It's it's it, it's got all the elements. Um, it's just big. It's it's loud. I don't even know how to explain it. It's just different. Um, That's dope. But yeah, I'll let you hear. I'll let you hear one of the songs. I'll let you just. I'll send you like a link for one of the songs. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely like, down. I'm definitely down. I'm yeah, like with that uh, um, with that description. Um, yeah, but that that's probably what's next on the horizon for me. Um, but yeah, honestly, man, uh, it might be a minute. The part and parcel might be the last time people hear from me, like musically, in 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 a minute. I know people are kind of used to the way I release music really rapidly. Um, but yeah, I got some things going on where it's like I might uh, I might be in a little uh, cocoon for a minute, come out uh, a little bigger and better for everybody. So 
yeah that's sick man well thank you so much for coming and like lending your time to this and yeah just good luck with the release and i hope everybody checks your shit out because it's dope yeah man i appreciate you having me um definitely man look forward to uh to watching this later you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and uh yeah this, this is dope i appreciate you uh yeah farm parts are coming soon uh produced by a glorious you know, it's me teller banks i'm in here uh apologize to whoever's gonna have to try to edit these kids out of the background noise uh, it's all good it's all good it's covid times so, people yeah. should should be should be used to all this random background noise that's days. life you know they yeah. be at the shows with me they you if if you listen to my songs you'll hear my kids busting in the studio all the time like low-key all the time <laughs> so if you really listening in close like if you got some good headphones there's there's a few moments that still peek through because i couldn't edit them out and i'm not doing another take because it's perfect so <laughs> But yeah, man, I appreciate y'all for having me. Yeah. Hey, uh, all right, peace, man. Take care. Right, yeah. Take it easy. Rolling with that heat all summer, I'm still chilling. All these broken hearts and drug dealing made me a villain. Mass murderer ain't making it no pearly gates. I seen Cerberus. I know you heard them shots, even if you ain't never heard of us. Give it your best, you can't hurt us. Might hurt yourself. I might really hurt some. Might really merge some. Make magic with two or three gathered. All on one accord. 300 shots in a Honda. We was all in one accord. Just press record, then press record on the camera. So this concludes today's episode of the Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC TV. I hope this episode gave you some fresh new perspectives on the latest rap releases, as well as a recommendation for the next great rap record to add to your collection. If you're an artist looking to level up your career, getting more gigs, album sales, merch sales, whatever it may be, I would love to help you with that by providing you artist development and writing services. So if you're interested, contact me via email at qlctv.podcast at gmail.com or hit me up via Twitter or Instagram at Rap Music Plug Pod. I would be honored to lend my expertise and help you grow your career as an artist. And also for regular rap fans that just want to hear more quality commentary on the genre, follow me on Twitter and Instagram as well. For exclusive content and updates related to the show, follow the Rap Music Plug podcast on Facebook to help the show grow and ensure that everyone's listening to the best rap music at all times. Follow the show on the podcast platform of your choice. Make sure you leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts so that the show can be spotlighted by that wonderful algorithm and be exposed to more people. You can find all of this information along with exclusive playlists created by myself by clicking the link that's in the episode's notes. So that's all for today. Talk to you soon. Peace.